This podcast does not constitute medical advice. All changes surrounding medications, diet and exercise should be made in consultation with a professional who can assess your unique health circumstances. Welcome to the Rheumatoid Solutions Podcast with Clint Patterson, helping you to live an easier, healthier, and happier life. G'day, it's Clint here, and I hope you are doing well wherever you are in the world. And if you have a diagnosis that you wish you didn't have, an autoimmune diagnosis of inflammatory arthritis, then I am thinking of you and this video is for you and it's on the topic of mindset. So we're just going to go through some ways in which I view mindset and how we can think about this concept of pain of discipline versus pain of regret. Or if you might want to call this, uh, you might want to call this the uh, choose your hard, the choose your hard approach, given that we have a challenging condition. So how can we, with a challenging health condition, make choices for ourselves that are going to lead us to better health, even if some of those choices appear difficult and appear challenging in amongst as themselves. So that's what we're going to talk about in this presentation. I'm going to give you ways in which you can address this with your food, exercise, even how you talk to your rheumatologist. And if you've got the right rheumatologist, and we're going to talk about uh, stress reduction relationships and so on. So we're going to do that. Before we get started, I just want to thank everyone who took part in the summit. I'm now back to these live streams. I'm back to podcasting again just today because the summit took up a ton of time and energy. So thank you so much. Uh, all the nearly 8,000, nearly 8,000 participants of the summit, we had such an incredible event. It blew my mind and the feedback has been amazing. So what a community we have. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And to all of the people who chose to own the summit by joining Rheumatoid Solutions and getting it as part of your membership or who purchased the All Access Pass, thank you for helping me to recoup the costs and the 50 to 70 hours of time that I put in on that and make it so that it's viable so that I can justify doing it again next year. So we'll do the summit again next year. And thank you, especially those people who helped to support my mission so that I can facilitate that next year. If you still want to access the information, you still can via joining Rheumatoid Solutions. Right now, you can still get all 17 incredible interviews as part of the Rheumatoid Solutions package. So take advantage of that if you want to support my mission and also to benefit your life with this life-changing information. So today we're going to go into now talking about choosing your hard. And I see Gaurav from India has joined the live stream. G'day Gaurav, great to see you my friend. So if you want to post some comments here, I hopefully will get to those at the end of this as well. Um, But what we want to do is, you know, I learned this concept of pain of discipline versus pain of regret with my left elbow. So my left elbow was one of my worst joints with inflammatory arthritis. It was absolutely awful. It was a it was a race to the to the bottom between my knee and my left elbow. And when my elbow was so inflamed, my rheumatologist says said if it hurts then 
don't exercise it, don't move it if it hurts. Now, this was only in my first few years of inflammatory arthritis, and Laura says me too, okay? So you get told that these uh, joints, when they are inflamed, uh, you know, oh, if it hurts, don't exercise. Well, guess how that ended up for me? That ended up in elbow synovectomy, uh, full-on surgery where I had all of the synovial tissue surgically cut out of my elbow joint. It's a two to three year total recovery for the synovium to regrow. And that surgery was cost, my parents paid for that four and a half thousand dollars, two nights in hospital. And I was on a passive continuous motion machine for uh, 10 hours a day for six weeks. Now, when my right elbow started to get inflammation, what do you think I did? Do you think I sat back and thought, oh, I better take the easy path and just listen to the rheumatologist and not move my elbow. No way. I did the opposite and thought, well, if not moving it ended in disaster, then I'm going to move this thing like my elbow depends upon it. And you better betcha, I spent so much of my living hours working on how to exercise my elbow so that it didn't get the same result as the left-hand side. Now, to stay on topic here today, we're talking about mindset. Well, do you think it was enjoyable for me every day to have to do some exercise on my delicate and painful elbow? And do you think that I enjoyed trying to work out how to exercise it without irritating it? Of course not. And if, you know, as you would have found with inflammatory arthritis, it's really challenging to find the right exercises that go with the specific joint so that you can improve it and not actually hurt it in the exercise that you're doing. And I spent so much time working this out, but the result of that was that not only will my, but as my elbow on the right never needed any surgical, it uh, avoided developing further with inflammation altogether. And I cleared the inflammation from that elbow. Now, both elbows enable me to do pull-ups, chin-ups at the uh, at uh, outdoor pull-up sets or at the gym, and uh, and I'm able to maintain those elbows in perfectly acceptable functioning condition without having to, they don't keep me awake at night or have inflammation in those joints. So that was how I learned about the importance of choosing the right pain. Do you put up with the pain of the outcome of just doing nothing? Or do you put up with the inconvenience of the challenge so that you can then attain ultimately a much better destination for yourself? So exercise is just one of those ways, uh, as I just gave an example. And exercise, by the way, if it's done in a way that has any degree of benefit, it's not necessarily appealing to anyone, right? It's not like people who go on 10-mile runs think, awesome, I get to go on my 10-mile run. When we have inflammation, we just think that we have a harder deal because we feel that exercise should be avoided because we hurt. But on the flip side, it's actually more important for us to exercise than people who don't have an inflammatory arthritis condition. And so we just need to be smarter and more careful about how we go about it. But the pain of the discipline of doing the exercise is always going to be a preferable approach than the pain of the subsequent joint 
degradation that we'll experience if we don't. That's with exercise. What about with diet? Well, with diet, we the good thing about diet is once we change our diet and make decisions that are cold-blooded, just like I'm going to eat this for the next several days, the good thing is once we implement these positive dietary changes, our microbiome changes quickly too. And as our microbiome changes, the signals that we get from our gut bacteria actually then change the way that we view and literally taste the food. And so the hardest part of making the dietary changes of any kind of diet is in the first few days and it literally gets easier every subsequent day, just like having a baby. The hardest period, every day they get older, gets a little bit easier. But I haven't reached kids with uh, teenage years yet, so maybe I don't know what's coming. But so far, my theory holds uh, whilst they're under the age of 10. Now, with the concept of inter- also thinking about making uh, the right choice for ourselves when it comes to who we spend time with, because sometimes it is the interpersonal stress that we have with someone that's holding back our healing. We had Elvira on our podcast about two months ago. And she was doing everything as part of the Patterson program and implementing all the right food. She's exercising. Everything was in place. But she still didn't have like this final breakthrough where she became symptom free, right? Which is what she was aiming for. And she actually moved locations from where she was living, which was a situation where she had interpersonal stress that was really, really uh, challenging her. And when she moved, she went to a different location away from the person where it was causing this interpersonal stress. Her symptoms rapidly went down. That was the only change she made to her regime. Now, studies have shown that people with rheumatoid arthritis, their symptoms correlate with interpersonal stress. And what I'm talking about here is just people to people, relationships, right? This stuff really sinks deep into our psyche and really can affect our health. The other way that interpersonal stress is aggravated is through the use of prednisone or steroids. So when we're taking steroids, these aggravate or amplify the negative impact of interpersonal stress, studies have shown. Okay, so we really need to be easy on ourselves uh, when it comes to the way that we're interacting with others, because these evidently create a very significant depreciation in our in our sense of health and well-being. All right. So, what about when it comes to relationships with your rheumatologist? This is another area where there might be some pain of discipline required. If your rheumatologist is not supportive, or if your rheumatologist has a view that doesn't align with your view of your future, you might have to, to, to pull off the Band-Aid here and uh, get another rheumatologist. I mean, God forbid you take control of your situation on the most important thing that you have in your life, which is your health, okay? Literally, without our health, we're gone, okay? Once health is gone, we will leave the the planet. So we want to extend our life, extend our health as much as possible. And the the vision to where we want to go needs to be shared by those people who have power around us, who have influence and proximity. They are our loved ones, our closest friends, parents, of course, 
if hopefully they're still around, and also the people who provide us with our professional care. So does your rheumatologist provide this, the, the expectation that you want as well? Are you in alignment? Are you heading in parallel direction? Because if not, look at getting another one or even consult with some of the, uh, the professionals that we, we have on our, on our podcast and our live monthly support calls. Uh, and that's a way of reaching out, getting a second opinion, and just having someone with a medical authority to buy in on your dream and basically to validate that for you. So these are some great ways to, to, to basically, you know, apply this discipline in your life to get this stuff done, make it happen. And if we, if you're in a really bad way and you think, but I, you know, I, 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 I live with other people who eat poorly. My rheumatologist says, just take the meds diet doesn't help. I, I'm too painful to exercise. Nothing. If you're really in that low state, I have been there. I know what that feels like. And all I can say is listen to our podcast, listen to inspiring stories of people who have a trajectory of positivity and health and, and a, a better future than where they are now. Surround yourself, immerse yourself in a world that is more enviable than where you are and picture yourself achieving that. So we want to. We want to picture these outcomes in our mind. You know, dream upon these outcomes. And in the book, A Man's Search for Meaning, Viktor Frankl, he said that the people who survived the Holocaust and the captivity uh, during these uh, horrible war times were those that pictured a really wonderful outcome and future for themselves beyond this awful scenario that they're in right now. And this is so, so helpful. Dr. Nisha Manik, rheumatologist, spoke all about this in our summit. Her interview, uh, went, she went into all of the steps of how to achieve this in our life in her summit interview. It's a sensational interview. So this is supported by science, supported by the laws of physics, is the manifestation of our, our object, objects in physical form via the focused intention of our mind. And so, you know, I really encourage you to, to, uh, to visualize what you want and focus on it with energy and passion and write it down, set a goal for yourself, what you're looking for, right? What is it that you're trying to achieve? Write it down. I've got a book that I keep all of my notes in. You can see it's just chock full of Clint's messy. What's this thing? Oh, sketches from the kids. Okay, more. Okay, so that wasn't me. Well, maybe it was, uh, but kids draw in here as well. But all the stuff that's going on in my life and things that I'm trying to do, health and non health related stuff, it's jotted down. Uh, so I hope you're finding this interesting. If you've got any questions, throw them up now in the chat because my presentation plan is coming to an end. So if there's things you want to ask me, throw them in now. If there's something bothering you with inflammatory arthritis, then, uh, well, I can't answer that one because someone's asked me a question in French. I'm sorry. <laughs> Anything but that, or Spanish, or Japanese, or, um, but in English, I'll take you, your question. And so throw it up now and I'll, uh, I'll address a question or two before I wrap up if, if, if I have them. And then what we want to do is remove counterproductive surroundings. This ties into the people, but what about the foods? Are there things in your cupboard that 
you tend to snack on that's not very productive or, and it actually uh, you know you shouldn't be doing? Or are there oils that everyone else in the family pour all over the fry pan when they cook and you can just say to them, hey, can we just cut out the oils when we're cooking here? And of course, there's so many ways that you can do that and so many recipes that you can use to avoid having to cook with oils uh, to make that happen and make the meals delicious, healthier, and everything's easier to clean. By the way, think about when you're consuming oils, think about how hard it is to emulsify that oil off those pans and how hard it is to clean grease off stuff. Remember, we're we're 70% water. The water and the oil have never mixed. If you've ever looked under a car where they've undone the sump plug and the oil sits on top of the water, they don't mix. And we're 70% water. So putting oil, it's not a good combination, right? So uh, just a little uh, aside there. So set aside those things that are in your in your cooking environment that aren't going to help you and throw them away. They're all junky stuff. Anything I'm talking about throwing away, it's cheap. It's crappy oils. It's like crackers. We're talking about like chocolates and junk stuff left over from Halloween. Get it out of the house you'll be so much better for it. Okay. So I hope that's really helpful. What we covered today is you've got to choose your hard. It's a great phrase. Uh, I picked up that one today from Tiffany. I just just spoke to Tiffany on a podcast that'll be coming out soon. And Tiffany has completely eradicated her ankylosing spondylitis. Okay. So we're talking about, boom, absolute reduction of symptoms to the point where her C-reactive protein down from 40 to 0.7 milligram per liter. Rheumatologist says you don't need medication uh, from my office. So this is what's possible when you put these this information in practice using all of this information uh, inside the rheumatoid solution system. So if you're looking for a program that incorporates not just the mindset, but all the diet, exercise, medication, stress reduction, the whole strategy Go to rheumatoidsolutions.com and uh, and join us on the live calls and follow it all. It's all there for you. A- Aaron has answered, will a chiropractor also help? Well, give it a go. Uh, the, a chiropractor, if you have joint inflammation, is not going to be addressing the underlying cause. Um, but I mean, for everyday kind of stuff that's going on with a, uh, you know, immobility in the back, it could, it could absolutely help. So I would explore it and see how you go, very case by case, depending on if it's due to inflammation or not. Laura says, mindset is so helpful. Thanks, Laura. And I hope this video has helped you. And I've got two more comments here. Oh, three more. G'day, Mike. How are you, Mike? Every time I listen to you, you make me feel better. Thank you, Clint. Well, thank you, Mike. And they've just made me feel better. Uh, That's nice. For everything you do for us, gratefully yours, Mike, in the Golden Isles, St. Simmons Island in Georgia. Wow, what a beautiful place. I hope you're really having a great day there, Mike. And uh, I'm glad that this has made you feel a bit better. And uh, and I will continue to try and share some, some of my views on how to address uh, these challenging things in our life. Uh, Kim says, can gluten and maple syrup cause pain in sciuretic arthritis? I eat whole food plant-based, but I eat these items. Uh, Kim, just take them out for a few days and see what happens. So the thing with food sensitivities is so many of them are unique. The science is really clear that whole food plant-based is the way forward, not just with 
rheumatoid, but with psoriatic arthritis and all the forms of inflammatory arthritis, including ankylosing spondylitis. So don't get misled by the by the uh, uh, the communities and so on that say that you have to avoid starch. This is in practice uh, completely counterproductive. So, Kim, I would try gluten free for a while. Our approach, our program that's worked for so many thousands of people is gluten-free and you test gluten in at a later point so that your body can then see and experience the difference pre and post gluten. In terms of maple syrup, look, uh, maple syrup, that's an easy one to, to swap in and out. If you're having it daily, just have a day where it's out of your diet. I don't expect it's going to be a really major issue, but, uh, but as I said, just test these things. Uh, there's two more on my screen. Laura says, the rest of my body is doing good on the Patterson program, except one joint. Does this happen typically? The one that is likely to not respond is the one that is most damaged, or it's the one that doesn't get moved the most, or it is one that has had rheumatoid arthritis the longest amount of time, or it is one that has had a, what you would say, a, um, a, a damage to it before diagnosis. So we're talking about a joint that may, for example, in a knee, have had an ACL tear, or it may have had a, a meniscus tear. And as a result, that is a, a vulnerable joint, and that's likely the one that doesn't respond. So that one is going to require some extra love and attention. And if it is the only one that is not uh, responding, uh, and I'll just display that comment there. So if it is the only one that is not responding, consider a cortisone shot into that joint. Talk to the rheumatologist about that. I'm not adverse to a cortisone local injection into a joint where it is the only one that's not responding because that can be really beneficial to that joint. And then you really have gotten rid of the inflammation across the whole body. So that's a real good option. Okay. Okay, so Mike says, can gout look like rheumatoid arthritis in the feet, in the fingers, where my rheumatologist acts like there's nothing he can do for me, even though my fingers look like pretzels? <laughs> I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, it's a funny visual with the pretzels. Uh, Mike, I tell you what, I don't know is the answer. Gout temp- typically shows up in the toes, but I can tell you that if it is gout or rheumatoid, it will respond well to the same Patterson program approach that uh, probably you already have given that you said that you follow my work. So uh, continue on that path. If it's gout, it'll respond very quickly. Uh, Within a month, you should crush the inflammation in gout following this strategy. All right. Um, Replace flour with almond almond flour, uh, says Christina. That is, uh, uh, sure, you can try that. Almond, it's, you know, I have my thoughts about that. I won't go into a lot of detail about that. Swap it out. Christina's made a nice suggestion there. Give it a try. Okay, what's this next one? Um, oh, Caleb says, "Good, great reminders. Candy's in the house after Halloween is dangerous. Absolutely, absolutely. So Kim says, thanks so much for your answer. That's nice. Uh, here is the uh, misunderstanding that a lot of people have who have ankylosing spondylitis, no starch, for ankylosing spondylitis, all I can say is that is completely uh, the wrong mindset, the wrong approach, and that I have only consistently seen that if you follow the Patterson program, which contains a plant-based diet with complex whole food carbohydrates, 
that I've only seen improvements for people with ankylosing spondylitis. Not only that, I interviewed someone this morning and I will share, share her podcast on these channels over the coming week. Uh, her name is Tiffany. Keep an eye out for, for it. And she has reversed her ankylosing spondylitis symptoms following this approach. So we discussed this in more detail on that episode because she has ankylosing spondylitis. Okay, and what's this one? Been on prednisone for many months from Caleb. Yep, my immune system is low and feeling more inflammation. Prednisone is my least, my least favorite medication for its impact on gut health. And so I would definitely encourage you to look into the research. If you haven't got our program and you haven't got our materials and the research we've provided, look onto them online on PubMed and you will find the relationship between steroids and leaky gut, which is intestinal permeability. So what happens is that you're taking a drug to reduce inflammation, but it actually causes more of one of the underlying causes of RA. It's horrific to think about, but that is the reality. And prednisone in injection and in oral tablet form both do this, both create this increased intestinal permeability. So I would highly encourage a conversation with the rheumatologist to say, hey, perhaps there's a disease-modifying drug or a biologic drug that would be an alternative so I can get off the prednisone. Gastroenterologists frequently do not prescribe prednisone for more than six weeks at a time because of the known impact on the large intestine. Okay, so I hope that's been helpful. There's no more questions on the computer screen for me right now. So I am going to wrap up and just say thank you to all of you once again who are putting your health first and aiming for the best possible life that you can uh, create for yourselves with the right mindset. Not having a victim mentality, but having an attitude of the pain of discipline is more superior than having the pain of regret of not doing what I did with my left elbow and letting it just sit there and not exercising it, eating the wrong foods. No, choose the right, choose the right things for you, even if they require a little bit more effort than some of the easier paths that you know aren't going to be supportive. I hope that's helpful. Christina says, thank you very much. That's so helpful. Thank you, Christina. I really appreciate that. And I wish everyone the most wonderful rest of your day, wherever you are in the world. It's bye for now and see you soon on the next video. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Rheumatoid Solutions. If you'd like to get more help to live an easier, healthier, and happier life, visit rheumatoidsolutions.com.